welcome to Mom's Movie Night, people. It's about time you guys start listening again. We got a good one for you today. Yeah, welcome back to episode 15 of Mom's Movie Night Podcast with your host Daniel and my mom Nora. Woo, El Chuco, bro. Yeah, all right. <laughs> I like the energy, I like the energy. All right, so uh, this week's episode, we probably did something that we rarely do. And we actually watched a movie that is... Just came out. <laughs> pretty new. Yeah, hot on the streets. That's right. Number one watch movie on Netflix. Today we are going to be discussing the film The Man yeah, from, from Toronto, Toronto. Starring Kevin Hart and Woody Harrelson. Currently, right now, we'll try to ease it on the spoilers, Mom. I know. I'll try. Let me tell you the car's name. He... Woody Harrelson drives a badass Dodge Charger. Spoiler alert. I know. All right. I won't tell you the name of the car. <laughs> You'll see it on the movie. <laughs> yeah. But this weekend, uh, if you have the chance, you know, it's a... Uh, it's a good one. It's running on shows and it's funny. It's on Netflix, you know, it's number Woody one. Woody Harrelson, man, and Kevin Hart. In, in a nutshell, as quick synopsis, this is your... Typical. Yeah, very stereotypical. Wrong place, wrong, wrong time. Having to. Yeah. yeah. And we'll leave it at that. <laughs> wrong place, wrong time. You don't need to go much into it yeah. other than it just know shit that <laughs> Woody Harrelson yeah. is a hitman. Yeah. That's essentially all that you need to know, right? Yeah. And he's from Toronto, but that's in the name of the title, right? <laughs> this whole movie was shot in Toronto or mm-hmm. like in parts of Canada. For the most part, yeah. and uh, you know that's a cool thing. We ended up watching a movie from Australia, and now we're watching a actually movie in the Canada. director, the director of this movie, Patrick Hughes. He's from Australia. Oh, well, there you go. We're kind and of... he does. He's done the Hitman Bodyguard and the Hitman oh, Wife Bodyguard. Like he's those. done the Incredible Three. The and what is it? Then the Invincibles with uh, Stallone. What's the movie? Oh, the military. And, is uh, it the Invincibles? It's not the Invincibles. Nah. Well, that movie, he did the third one. Yeah. So he's all into these action, um, be- you know, gangster battle shit. I mean... Yeah, yeah. Well, in regards to the film, right? It's a funny movie. It's Kevin fast-paced. Hart's in it. Fast-paced. What you were laughing, I felt like, got the most laughs is just like those action sequences, those fighting sequences. And, you know, you Kevin know. Hart's hilarious because he's so small that he's yeah, always he just flying around. Yeah, It's like, sorry to say, but it's like tossing the door, you know? Yeah. And I'm curious as to know, like, how much of those stunts does he actually real. do himself? Yeah. Where he's, like, hanging. Because he's like a ragdoll, dude. Yeah. They're, these big guys are just tossing him. And, and I'm sure and they... are trying to, like, spar with these fucking six, seven feet tall guys. Yeah. And I'm sure they put, like, a wire on him or something oh, yeah, to, make to make him fly. Him fly. But I wonder if that's actually him. You know, he's a fit guy he's yeah, an athletic he dude i and think it is because it looks real and that's what makes it funny <laughs> that it looks like that bitch's madre yo, wow he's just flying around all over the place yeah so kevin he's the movie he starts off like this you know he wants to be this he's internet. a salesman yeah, yeah he's a salesman he's trying to sell everything on the internet but everything's like nah dude he has terrible ideas terrible ideas he he was supposed to do a brochure for a gym an actual uh, boxing gym and he couldn't even get that right so he's kind of like this want to be an entrepreneur but doesn't get his shit together yeah but in regards to him being in the wrong place at the wrong time like i said like we'll try not to go too much into it mm-hmm. but just in regards to like kevin hart 
What do you think of Kevin Hart like as an actor and as a comedian? I, I think he's funny. I haven't seen a lot of his stand-up, but I've watched a lot of his movies, and I like him. I like him. He's comedic. He's got good timing, and he's hilarious, man. Some of the shit that, like, when he gets real serious, it's like, you know, I don't know. There's something about him. He can be, like, serious as fuck, but yet, you know, he can be with Will Smith. I mean, uh, Will Ferrell and... You know, well, that's hard that's the thing about like this role, right? Is mm-hmm. how he has to uh, very, and that, I feel like that's a common trend in a lot of his movies where he has yeah. to act harder than he actually is. Like that movie Get Hard with Will Ferrell, yeah, yeah. right? Where he has to like play like a gangster, <laughs> yeah. and this one he has to like play a hitman. You know, hitman. Oh, yeah. you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So he's starting to get these like these common roles in which well, because he's, he's so small and you really can't yeah you know, put him as a lead man in the sense because I mean you can but it's just like the Jolly Green Giant against you know Chicken Little kind of <laughs> yeah well especially if he keeps getting partnered up with these like tough actors you know what I mean and that comes with Woody Harrelson like it was interesting to see Woody Harrelson in this kind of action comedy because he's he was like I heard Jason Stratum didn't want to do it oh yeah so he was probably like ah I'm second choice motherfuckers right but yet he was the fucking badass man yeah he was awesome he's real quiet but yet he's just like he's a he's got a reputation of being this Fucking yeah. killer. No one knows who he is. Yeah, he's this just... mysterious assassin, and they just hear stories that he, you know, peels people's skins off just to get yeah. to as an interrogation. And they don't. They just know him by the man from Toronto. <laughs> That's the title, but right? Yeah, he's real like a quiet man, and he likes to cook, and he always wanted to open his own restaurant, but yet yeah, he has yeah, he has a soft side to him, yeah. you know. But I feel like Woody Harrelson... Throughout the movie, when they pair up and they start talking about... It's kind of a buddy-buddy movie. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a buddy-buddy movie, for sure. It's funny how... um, Yeah, he's this badass, you know, killer. Going to that point of like how a lot of Kevin Hart movies are like buddy-buddy movies, right? Because you have The Rock, with the ones that he's in with The Rock. And then Mm -hmm. you have the ones that he's in with Will Ferrell. The one that he's in, this one with Woody Harrelson, you know, it's like, I feel like he... And then he's got that serious side when he's with um, Upside, what is it, the movie? Yeah, the Upside, like, he, and that's another thing is like, I'm, I've heard in interviews of how he wants to diversify and be yeah. in a lot more serious roles. I think he just came out with another one, like that fatherhood one. I yeah, haven't yeah. seen it. Yeah, yeah, I haven't seen it either. But, yeah. like, that's him just trying to diversify. And I'm not saying he can't, you know? Yeah. He reminds me more of like a... Like this generation's version of Eddie Murphy in terms of yeah. how when Eddie Murphy came out, he, he with the yeah. baby daddy and all the Doctor Doolittle and all those movies. Well, not even that. Like that was a little later in his in his uh, repertoire. Oh, early, early. Yeah, where he was coming Eddie out with Murphy? like Beverly Hills Cop. And, uh, yeah, you know there what you mean? go. Yeah, yeah. And then Trading Places. Yeah. Um, but fucking Eddie Murphy, Eddie um, Murphy never got fucking thrown like. Again. No, like he was more <laughs> like a leading man, leading yeah, role, yeah. you know what I mean? And yeah, because Kevin Hart, man, when they, you see him in this movie getting tossed all over the place by these assassins and yet living through it all. Yeah, but no, I feel <laughs> like hilarious. if they were to make like a remake of like 
Beverly Hills Cop, for example. Mm-hmm. Like, he'd I feel like... Perfect. Yeah, he'd be perfect yeah. for that. You know yeah. what I mean? Because there isn't, like, a love interest or anything. Yeah, but he's, yeah. like, a... He's a quick... And he's, like, uh-huh. a handsome, yeah, like, athletic yeah. guy that he could pull off being, like, a yeah. leading man in, like, a romantic movie. And I'm sure he already he has, already you has know? A few. Probably that one we haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> but, like, he's... Yeah. The, uh, since I like comedy, that's mostly our genre. And that's why I watch his movies as comedy. But, you know, I've seen that but, where he's very... Uh, but what I like about him, too, is that he's so entrepreneurial and, like, a hustler... Not only that, but he's like a true comedian. Like, yeah. if anything, he's a comedian first, then actor, and then everything else. But I've heard him, I've seen him live here in El Paso. Cool. And he was great. And he was just here not that long ago in wow. February. And he did. So he likes it here. He did. He likes like, the tacos. <laughs> <laughs> he did like six shows or something ridiculous. He did like a. Wow. He did like two on a Thursday, two on a Friday, nice. two on a Saturday, and then like one on a Sunday. He did like and I missed him. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry. Get back here. Get back here. But I'll I'm sure he'll be I'll back. Go. But my point is, is that I've heard him in terms of like his process, in terms of mm-hmm. his actual like comedy stand-up hours that he like puts out there. Mm-hmm. And he works at them. He like does these massive stadiums. Like he did one in like where the Philadelphia Eagles play and it was like sold nice. out. And he like gets all these places to be sold out and it just shows you that like going back to the Eddie Murphy scenario yeah. like he's a comedian first he does like his stand up and yeah. then he does the acting yeah. you know yeah. but then he's also known for his entrepreneurial um side stuff mm-hmm. in which he has like his own uh radio station yeah. and then he hosts yeah. like uh these comedy shows and then he does like products and and like yeah. athletic wear, and I'm sure he's gonna get into fucking like liquor and all that stuff. Very similar oh, yeah. to like The Rock, you yeah, know? Yeah. And it's funny that they're funny. I don't know, like, I know you're new to Instagram, but um, they do like these back and forths where they just oh, kind of yeah. shit on each other because they're like <laughs> friends in real life and they're always making like, you know, short jokes and. This like, is The Rock and and uh, and, Kevin. Uh, and Kevin Hart, like <laughs> how Kevin Hart called like thinks he's like so dumb, so he's always doing like dumb jokes, and then <laughs> Kevin uh, The Rock will do like short jokes to him, and they're just like back and forth, and it's just like a funny dynamic, yeah, you know. That's cool. Um. So yeah, like I think Kevin Hart is one of the more entertaining performers of this generation, yeah. and I enjoy his everything that he does because yeah. he's a funny guy. Hey, know? he was getting away with. Being the man from Toronto. <laughs> yeah. Even though he didn't know what the hell he was doing or getting himself into, just his his um, comedic um, expressions and how he talks and everything, you know, he gets he actually gets the job done. Yeah. <laughs> but remember when um, I had to, when he cuts the guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude. <laughs> yeah. As my mom said, there's a lot of, uh, so one of the things that, <laughs> The character, the man from Toronto, the hitman is known for, is like slicing people up, and yeah, uh, he, he has to his... carry knives. And without that going too much shit. into it, he's, you know, Kevin Hart. He's one to use his hands. I'm a hand talker too. When I talk, I'll like use my hands a lot. And so yeah. you know, just kind of, you think about it. You have yeah. a knife in your hand. So he has to go. Yeah, he has to go inside this conference room where they're holding four men and they're trying to find out the identity of one. So Woody Harrelson, you know, the man from Toronto is 
teaching him. He goes, you're going to go in there. You're going to open up these knives on the table. It's an interrogation. And, you know, and he walks him through the whole thing. He even has an earpiece. And he's letting him know. But, no, here we go. So he starts trying to get the information from these four strangers, these four men. And he, bumbly, when he took out the knives, they all fucking fumbled to the ground. And it's like, chingal, you know? So in regards to the movie, like being on Netflix, number one on Netflix, right? How are you liking this whole like straight to streaming instead of going to I like it because I like staying home and watching movies. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty cool, but um, like this movie, I don't think would have done well in the big theater because some of the the shots, like the action shots are real shoddy, like they they're not the greatest. Almost like low budget ish. Kind, kind of, of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And um And it's interesting, right? Like because this is movie is not being shown at the movie theaters. Yeah, you know what I but mean? But you see there's a lot of movies that go straight like that, um Sandra Bullock, the, the where she couldn't see what was that one? Um that one went straight. They, they oh yeah. Straight. No, there I'm not there's definitely a lot of movies that are being um, stream straight stream mm-hmm. right directly. That, I like it. I love it actually. Yeah, especially for someone like you, like a homebody. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah I'm not a homebody. <laughs> I'm a stay-at-home body. I, <laughs> I love watching television. I mean, I get into it. I get home. I want to relax and watch a good movie. Yeah. And so when there's new ones out there on Hulu and, you know, all these... That yeah, is a lot of places to watch movies. I'm always these days. bummed out because you always watch them without me. Before. All the new ones. I was like, oh, I did you I, hey, I get it. two days off and I fucking cherish them. So <laughs> I watch movies a lot. No, it's fine. And I'm bad. I'm one of I'm one of those that okay, like this one I just watched it, I'll probably watch it four more times by the end of the month. <laughs> <laughs> but do you still have like a stop side for going to the movie theaters? You know what? Uh, the last time I went was for my birthday back in April, and it was pretty cool. I liked it. I still can't get over the popcorn smell. There's something about it. Probably because we used to go to the like the cheapest one in town when I was a kid, and that smell is kind of like a... Uh, Gets you nauseous or something? Yeah, it's like, I don't know, no. You know, but I mean, I always liked the theater, I mean, the movies, but I wasn't one to go watch them a lot. Yeah, you know, I was never home. <laughs> so this just is more suiting for you. Oh yeah, it's like I missed all this great performances and whatever. That's why I like watching some of the older movies because I mean, those were in the theaters when I was growing up, but you know, and I never went. And what's so great about this time in which we're living in now is that you could just go onto all these different platforms yeah, and man, find all I those movies. Them. Where back in the day, you'd have to go to the Blockbuster right. and all that. Blockbuster, those no, those were the days. I remember walking out of there with eight films yeah. <laughs> for the whole weekend. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And it was like everybody was at Blockbuster renting their oh, yeah. VHS tapes. If this was a Friday night, we'd be there for like three hours just finding all the movies that we want to watch. Right, right. It'd be like a whole Trying evening. <laughs> Trying to pick took about an hour. <laughs> aisle by aisle. It's like, God darn, man. I did it, though, because it was the only form of entertainment besides all this new, you know, networks. And it's pretty crazy from 1980 to 2022. And we have the, you know, the privilege of watching all these um, 
formats where you can watch movies and I mean you can actually search them and look for them and see them you know but like yeah. before you go to Blockbuster and it'd be like an hour just sorting through all the aisles you know but that's how the times have changed but I love them I love them because I get to watch a new movie every week like I just watched you know Doctor Strange in my own home in my own bed with you know yeah definitely chilling well, okay, going back to this movie, right? With I'm trying to like avoid since it's a new movie, I know, a lot of things. I know. Are it's que soy bien osicona. I fucking talk shit. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was looking about this movie, right? I was so fascinated, and I don't know if I knew this, but I like learned more about it. But the fact that Woody Harrelson is playing a hitman, but his dad. <laughs> Was really Actual. a hitman? Are you fucking kidding me? No kidding. And there's, like, homage. and there's El Paso ties to that story? Yeah. Did you hear that story? Do you know that story? I know the story. Tell the story. Oh my goodness. I'll Let's talk about that. Facts wrong. No, it's fine. I like <laughs> right, it up so, briefly, but this shit is amazing. So it should be you, like its own fucking yeah, TV you can show. have to fact check, but okay, so the story is Woody Harrelson is playing a hitman in this movie. In reality, here in El Paso, back in the, I don't know, 1950s, 60s, I don't know. Anyway, Woody Harrelson's father, his real dad. Charles Harrelson. Charles Harrelson was sent to El Paso to kill a federal judge, Woodrow, uh, no. Uh, John Wood Jr. John Wood Jr. Yes, because he was um, going after the Chagras, which were a big time cartel, um, you know, enterprise. Yeah, they were brothers. And um, it was a big old enterprise here in El Paso. It was like their, man, home away from home, private jets and everything at the airport. I mean, the Chagras were the shit here. They were like the fucking Escobars of this cartel. So just to put in perspective. Yeah. And just to kind of bring this story together, because I feel like we could have, like, our own podcast. Like, of all the shit going down in El Paso history. <laughs> well, not just that, but of just this story alone. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean? Because this is fucking... True life. True Fascinating. Blue. That true Woody Harrelson's dad... Mm-hmm. Is in prison, or he probably died already. He's already dead. Yeah, he was in prison. But, all right. <laughs> he died in 2007, mm-hmm. right? The... His dad was known for already killing people like in the 60s and the 70s and he would to trial uh, twice before John Wood Jr. And got off on He got off the first time. Gun laws. <laughs> right? He was acquitted the first time for a murder like in the late 60s mm-hmm. and then he uh, was committed for murder um like in the early 70s, but got off early for whatever. Oh, no, he got off on parole. Mm-hmm. And because he got off on parole, that's when he committed the John Wood Jr. murder in 1979. But he was oh, yeah. known for so murdering several people. Like, Who do you know, man? Exactly, because he had already. Yeah, because he, he was had, probably going to be offered fucking millions. $250,000 well, back, in the, back in the day, yeah, right? Yeah. He, his first one that he <laughs> was convicted for was $16,000. Oh, 
But this one was $250,000. To put in perspective, the Jimmy Chagra, right? He was the number one fucking importer, exporter, drug dealer in the time of the late 60s, early 70s mm-hmm. here in the States. Yeah. And because of his El Paso connections, his brother, his two brothers. They were lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> Joe and Lee Chagra were his lawyers, yeah. defense attorneys. Yeah. Right? They had their offices there close to your house. Yeah, I know. <laughs> this is why it's blowing my yeah. mind. Yeah. Right? And yeah. so check this out that... The Jimmy Chagra, like the main drug dealer, like you said, he was yeah. a big degenerate gambler in Vegas, had all these fucking dealings here in El Paso. Oh, God, yes. And it, this was back in the day when like weed was still like the number one fucking yeah, drug. Yeah, cocaine, though. Mainly weed, though. He yeah. was mainly known for like selling and distributing weed. Mm-hmm. And so he was going to be um, having his trial here in El Paso. A, Location, not too sure, but I'm pretty sure. But in front of the judge, and they called the judge, whose name was John Wood. They called him Maximum John because he would—he was known for giving the maximum sentences. sentences to drug dealers. And if Jimmy Chagra was going to be in his court, uh, the day of that he was going to be in the court... He was already thinking that he was going to get life sentence from this judge. So that's why he did it. So he hired, right, as the story goes, this guy, Woody Harrelson's fucking dad, Charles Harrelson. (laughs) And fucking the guy got shot and was killed. And he was the first federal judge to be assassinated in the 20th century. So in the 1900s, no one had killed a judge until Woody Harrelson's dad. And this was after the fucking Civil War shit. Like, yeah, this is after <laughs> Civil Rights. This is yeah. like, of all the times yeah, that somebody yeah, could have killed, killed a judge. judge. No. It was that one. This fucking case. <laughs> oh, and bad. in the telling of this story when he's getting like um, um, put on trial yeah. and fucking... How old was Woody during all this? Do you know? That's another thing. Woody was like, I want to say, at that time, probably like in his teens. Teens? You think? Yeah, because you're right. But he was saying that his, uh, looking into the story, he was saying that his dad had left him and his family Mm -hmm. when he was like about eight years old. Mm -hmm. You know? But he found out like through all those media and everything that his dad was involved and everything everything. like this, you know. But when his dad was convicted for this murder, um, he would still visit his dad in jail. And he was very conflicted about how to treat his dad. So he kind of treated him more as like a friend more than as a dad Dad. because obviously like he wasn't. He's not going to influence him well. (laughs) Yeah. Any dad kind of qualities in him or father son qualities. You know what? Watching that uh, show, that generation of your roots. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? um, If anybody's ever seen PBS, there's a show called, um, uh, Following your roots or finding your roots. Anyway, they go through all these celebrities and how their uh, their family trees and everything. It is very interesting. I recommend it very much. But I could imagine that they ever did Woody Harrelson and they found all this stuff about his father. And well, he knows everything about yeah, his dad. Yeah, I know, dad, but, but it's at the weird, same time, you know? like that's what's so trippy about this whole story is that it's a very 
compelling story that is like a mm-hmm. fucking Netflix series on its own. Yeah. And yeah. just the idea that Woody Harrelson obviously knows about his father's past and still decided to be a this character <laughs> a, that's a hitman in this movie. You know what I mean? But, and, the, and it's so like lighthearted too. Well, not he, lighthearted, well, but yeah, because you never really see him do anything really like gory and like take the flesh out of people or anything. But you know, deep inside, he's this guy. His real name is Randy in the movie, and he likes to cook and he wants to, you know, open his own restaurant. But it's funny because yeah, he's like the killer. That's. The man from Toronto. Well, the thing about Woody Harrelson was that, yeah, we, like, learned about him through, like, sitcoms and Cheers and oh, yeah. shit. You know, you loved him in and Cheers. And his movies. Oh, yeah. But he's been around since, like, the late 80s. Yep. And he's done a whole variety of type of movies. And at the same time, like, I didn't necessarily uh, expect... For him to pair up with Kevin Hart in this type of... Right. It was like an odd pairing, but <laughs> I liked it. Only because I'm a big fan of Woody Harrelson. And I'm a big fan of Kevin Hart. So yeah. it like it naturally fit. You yeah, know? it was a good combo. It was a good combo. Yeah. Uh, and if yeah. anything, it brings more shine on... Because I would argue that Kevin Hart's a more... Um, at least today, like a more well-known celebrity. Yeah, like he has yeah. more star power. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it kind of brings to light more on Woody Harrelson, who I think is great. You know what I mean? And yeah. like deserves more shine, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, he's already, we should invite him. He's we already should, getting... Hey, we should invite him to the to podcast? The plaza. <laughs> oh. No, oh, no. No, no, the plaza when they have the, the film festivals. Oh, yeah. To show one of his movies and then... But you know? I was thinking, I was like looking into like that story, right? Yeah. Like what kind of movies or anything has been done, and nothing has been done about it as far as like documentary or as far as no, movies. There's no. been books, there's been books yeah. and articles, but oh man, like I just think it's isn't it cool? I because mean, check this out. Mm-hmm. Going back to the story of those Chagra brothers, yeah, Jamie Chagra, right, was the um the the drug dealer, right. And then he had two brothers, Lee and Joe. And I just learned about this shit like an hour ago. <laughs> but I'm like fascinated. Oh, yeah. They, they their- killed his brother, Lee, the lawyer. Yeah, right outside his office, I believe. Yeah, yeah. they fucking assassinated his brother. Yeah, like a fucking like narco movie and shit. Yeah, dude. And then his brother, it's Joe, who was also a lawyer, he got convicted of killing of the judge too yeah because he was seen as like an accessory and so was the chagra's jimmy chagra's wife yeah you know and woody harrelson's well technically stepmom because charles harrelson his dad his wife was also fucking involved involved and got 25 years because she was like the i think she was the money handler or something like that but yeah man all of them fucking got (laughs) Put to jail. And the way they were um, able to find out that it was Charles Harrelson, Woody's dad, was through them listening in to Joe, the brother, the lawyer, and Jamie Chagra in the prison in the phone calls. 
when they're like they were yeah they recording them recorded yeah them. they recorded them and then that's how they heard that it was this guy Charles Harrelson and then that's when they fucking found him and where did they two. find the judge where was it his home or that's I think I mean yeah. like I said I just learned about this man but this is interesting it is stuff, right man. it's like it really I is. want to do like a whole different podcast on just this alone. <laughs> But yeah, I think um, the girl from Channel Seven already has us the borderline crimes. Oh man, <laughs> forget her, right? Yeah, she doesn't even know about it, and she's already like a thousand hits or whatever. And she got nothing on our three hundred and ninety-seven <laughs> plays <laughs> since <laughs> fifteen weeks now, right? We're gonna get up there soon. Right? We will. We, we will. Right. Anyway, but yeah, this movie was cool. It was a buddy buddy movie. And yeah, there's a lot of history there. But, you know, I think we covered it with Kevin Hart, him being like a yeah. fan favorite, like him being a hard worker in terms of everything that he has going on. And like a hilarious comedian. I yeah. highly recommend not just you, mom, but the audience, like watch like a lot of his um, comedy specials, his stand up uh-huh. comedies. Uh, he had one uh, recently, and it's on Netflix too, where he was uh, doing the comedy special. Um, in his own house oh, because cool. it was COVID yeah. and it was like one of the first like comedy specials that starts joking about COVID, you yeah. know, and it was just so like refreshing, you know, because <laughs> COVID was such a, yeah. and still is like a serious ordeal, but oh his was like his I'll comedy special was pretty funny. Actually, I'll watch it in the morning. Yeah. Drinking coffee was pretty good. and having a good laugh. Yeah. I, I recommend just... it. But his other stuff, like I said, he's been in the game, comedy game for like oh, a yeah, long time. Was cool. I was Going through his um, filmology. Yeah. Anyway, God darn, he's been in a lot of movies. I was surprised. Oh, yeah. Like, he's been doing voiceovers, the, the Jumanjis. The Housewives, the, the Jumanjis. Oh, yeah. No, dude. That's funny, too. The On BET, the um, <laughs> Where he's, Desperate House yeah, Husbands or some yeah. shit or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah, he's... Uh, that one's really funny. It has like JB Smooth, Nick Cannon, has like all these hilarious black actors, and it's about yeah. them and the way they interact with each other, like if it was like real life. So instead of like the Desperate Housewives drama, yeah, they're like, it's like them in real life. But <laughs> yeah, kind of I might catch that improv too, comedy. I've seen a few episodes. I think that's on Netflix too. Awesome. I guess I'm going to Netflix it all. Fourth of July, baby. <laughs> Three day weekend. Sounds good. I'm going to binge watch. Oh, yeah. And so, it's for Nora and Netflix. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, this three-day weekend, ladies and gentlemen, we highly recommend uh, you watch this movie, The Man from Toronto. Watch it with your families. It's a good family comedy. Yes, it is. How would you rate it? This one I graded three. Okay. Tres jalapenos. Pica. Si pica. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's very worthy of the three. Um... Like I said, Woody Harrelson. Oh, we didn't even get into the supporting cast with uh, oh, yeah. Kelly Coco, Kelly Coco and, and Ellen Barkin. Shout out to our listeners from day one who will listen to our <laughs> uh, Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai. Yes. Uh, because we discussed Ellen Barkin in that, in that movie, movie when she was young she was super she's young she's still hot though god damn she looked almost the same age. right right she's badass yeah uh, yeah I was gonna tell you what happened to her but no you gotta watch the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah this one just came out so no spoiler <laughs> alerts on this one hey you did a good job congratulations for you not what? oh not yeah man I was, it was, I was itching man I was like ah. 
I really wanted to spoil the movie, but no, nah, no, nah, you'll watch it. It's streaming now. And thanks again for listening, people. It's yeah. awesome that, you know, we get to enjoy these movies and talk about them. And, you know, we have a good time all the time. So it's it's awesome. Yeah. And if you haven't already, please visit our Facebook page and Instagram and if you're on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, specifically Apple Podcasts, please leave a review. We uh, get help from uh, the reviews that you uh, post. So, you know, we're very open to uh, critique, you know. Yes, definitely. We just take it as a learning moment. So, by all means, feel free to leave whatever comments you want in our uh, social media pages. But thank you for listening. We hope you guys have a good uh, holidays, Fourth of July weekend. This will probably drop on Fourth of July, uh, so so y'all can listen listen to it while you're having barbecue, <laughs> <laughs> and then watch the movie. And right? then watch the movie. Yeah, it'll be a nice afternoon. It's only 112 minutes, so yeah, enjoy. All right, guys, have a good one. Bye. Bye. Happy Fourth. Before we begin, I'd like to tell you a little about myself. I was raised by my grandfather on a frozen lake 50 miles from nowhere. He was a kind man. He taught me many useful things. One brisk afternoon while we were fishing on the frozen lake, we saw a large form approaching. It was a grizzly. My grandfather yelled at me to run. So I took off as fast as my little legs would carry me. And when I looked back, I learned the last thing that my unfortunate grandfather would ever teach me. Bears have very sharp claws, which they use to fillet the skin off their still breathing victims. I share this with you because when you beg for your life, I'm not gonna hear your screams.